What's going on? Welcome to Life's a Trip podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chase. And uh, on this podcast, we explore all kinds of stuff, all the, the weird and winding individual paths that we all walk in life. Uh, our conversations range from mindfulness and relationships. All the way to psychedelic spirituality, and a whole bunch of weird, crazy, fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, we just we look at basically what it means to be anything at all. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy. Love you guys. See you on the other side. Peace. Yo, what up, my friends? Hey, this is uh, this is Dave. And it's Chase, y'all. We are back at it. Uh, we're back together again. I'm super excited for you guys to check out our first episode back together since episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 11 coming hat out the oven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. We cover some, some fun topics and, uh, you know, I don't really want to delay any longer. So absolutely not. Freaking love you guys. Enjoy. Enjoy the episode. Quick test right now? No, we're just let's just go. Bro, we're just going. <laughs> we're doing this it. This is it. Shooting from the hip, man. Shooting from the hip. Let's, let's get to it. Uh, Episode eleven, Life's a Trip podcast. Chase Thomas Fowler back down in Asheville. I'm here. A month after our first episode, a little more than a month after our first episode was recorded, we're back in the fold. Yeah, I am stoked. You know, I had a lot of. I don't want to say a lot of anxiety, but I definitely had a little bit, you know, driving down, just, you know, wondering how the new job's going to be and how it's going to be here. And But at the end of the day, I'm so excited to be here, man. So excited. It's kind of weird. I mean, it, it feels so natural to like just come home and you're chilling on the basement couch watching TV. <laughs> You've got your groceries. You came into work at Trader Joe's and picked some stuff up. You know, it's just... Yeah. You know, last night we sat down and wrote up some notes about what, um, you know, how we're going to end season one, how we're going to start season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, what we have to share with everybody coming very, very, very soon. Yeah. I think uh, one little thing we can talk about is that, uh, I mean, if you feel up into it, doing the, the vision statement. Absolutely. You feel good about that? Yeah. Yeah. I love so it. I think let's let's uh let's start off with that and then there's some stuff that I want to talk about that's come up for me that I feel like we can just we can riff. Uh but to kick it off, and I think this is a a good lead in to what I want to talk about today after this, but um we sat down for maybe an hour and a half yesterday and just talked about all the things that we see for this podcast because we've done ten episodes so far. This is number eleven. Wow. Um, which is pretty, pretty crazy thing that we started at the beginning of the year and we did that first one together and then you went back to Ohio and I stayed down here and we, we individually recorded with people and captured stories and just kind of had this flowing thing where we're just like feeling, feeling out what this is. Yeah. And I think we really figured out, you know, who we are, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are really sporadic. Some things yeah. were... You know, some episodes were amazing, you know, mm-hmm. not that they all weren't because I enjoyed every single one of them, right. but I think moving forward, uh, what me and Dave want to do is kind of, um, you know, help set this brand in motion and help people get an idea of what we're trying to do here, mm-hmm. uh, what we're really intentionally trying to put forth into the world. Right. And that's what, one of the things that we were talking about is like, you know, what what is it that we're doing? You know, life's a trip podcast. What what is that supposed to be? Aside from us just having conversations, like with a little bit more intention, what are we trying to get out of it? And so we sat and we went back and forth about kind of both both of us, like what we're trying to get out of this thing and ended up forming this vision statement for what this is. And obviously this is something that's going to potentially change over time. It will, as um, it should. As it should. But for right now, this is what we got. So I'll, I'll read it out if that's cool with you. Please do. Uh, maybe maybe we can know. We can break it down. Break it down. All right. So Life's a Trip podcast, our vision statement is with each story shared and lesson discussed, Life's a Trip podcast looks to co-create a more interconnected, loving, 
and expanded community for all of its listeners. Now, Chase, what does that mean? Let's break that down. You know, one big thing for me when we were talking yesterday uh, was that we are you know, sharing experiences that we have learned, talking with people who have gone through experiences themselves that have you know, found a way to better themselves or found a way to make life easier. Um, you know, and something I, I really want this podcast to be about is simply helping others become the best versions of themselves. Uh, and if we can do that in small capacity, large capacity, it does not matter to me. Just the fact that we are doing it, um, it is important. You know, bringing a community together of, you know, positivity and reinforcement and you know experiences that I have gone through, you have gone through, and our guests have gone through so that we can, you know, just help people in any possible way that we can. That's the one big thing I want to do is is find a way to help people. I don't want to just talk on a microphone. I want every single person that is listening to get something out of every episode or even if it's just a laugh. Yeah, just a laugh, something to take you take away, like a, a smile, you know, a, an entertaining anecdote or uh, something learned through a painful experience, you know, like it falling on our face and, you know, maybe that, that translates and it can help someone that's listening avoid a similar pitfall. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the idea of, like, providing value on some level every time people listen, you know, it's even if it's just entertaining to listen to us talk, um, that's important too. Like I, I think there's importance in being like silly and playful, but, uh, this can be such a, a broad thing, um, uh, with all the stories that we capture and the experiences and the conversations. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm really big on like that interconnectivity of, of the community that we're already a part of. And something that I've seen just in those first couple episodes that we've done is like, by me having a conversation with one of the people in my group of friends, in one of my coworkers, I got to sit down with him and gave him a platform from which to share a story of his life that other people in our lives that knew both of us listened to, and they got to experience Brian in a way that they hadn't experienced him before. And because of that, they got to create a, a new or a deeper connection with Brian because they got to see it bounced off of me. And so with each of these stories and each of these lessons that were presented in these, these episodes, it's my vision is to create stronger bonds of connection between all of us in this like weird web of interconnectivity that exists. And, uh, yeah, it feels, it feels cool to see how what we're doing is already sending positive ripples. It absolutely is. And, I, I mean, I had lunch with Kinsey yesterday, who's one of our friends down here, and she was telling me about, you know, how she talked about our podcast multiple times and, and how it, you know, has influenced her life or like just in conversations and, and, and other people too back in Ohio that, you know, they're actually listening and they're getting something from it or I'll get a random message uh, that, you know, thank you so much for this episode. I really needed to hear about this or thanks for the information and I mean, me and you did not start this thinking we were going to be, you know, any type of influence. We had hoped, of course, you know, yeah. we, we like to think of ourselves as pretty cool people. We're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I honestly just wanted to do it so we can get just our, you know, our vibe out there. And yeah. I think it's already within one month turned into something that I can see the future in. Mm-hmm. I can see a vision deepening uh, with each episode of each season. And I... I'm so grateful that you're part of my life and that everybody that has watched, or I should say listen, um, everyone that's listened is part of our lives and uh, we do it for you guys. So seriously, thank you. But um, also for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of selfish too. Yeah. I try to take the self out of everything I do, but yeah, we are the ones behind the microphone. That's actually an interesting uh, segue into something I wanted to talk about. Um and this is there's a lot a lot of moving pieces right now, but uh, let's see where to start. One at a time. Let's rock. Yeah, one at a time. So I've been out a little out of sorts the last last few days, um, and it kind of came to a head last night. Uh, you had just kind of gotten in, 
what, you got in two nights ago? I did. Yeah, so we were, we were talking last night, and I had just gotten done with like kind of a, a strange day off, and I was just feeling a little weird, and uh, I went to let the dogs out, and Kaladin, I mean, both the dogs ran into the woods, which is not unusual, but then I heard them like dragging something. It sounded like Kaladin. I thought Kaladin, this golden retriever, had grabbed like a log, and I could hear him, but then he kept dragging it up the hill. It just it sounded like something big was getting dragged, and I was like kind of weirded out by that. Yeah. And then you know once they once they run off, I usually let them sniff, and then they come back, but they didn't come back, and so I I walked up around up onto the drive to a higher driveway up to the neighbor's house. And I'm yelling and I'm whistling, and normally I can hear them rustling in the in the woods, but it wasn't the case. And it took about 15 minutes before my dog Jack came strolling down the, the, the driveway without Kaladin. And so I kept yelling and whistling and didn't come, didn't come. And so I'm starting to get kind of freaked out. I was like, you know, that rustling sound, I wonder if they encountered some other animal that, you know, there's a tussle or something. And, you know, worst case scenario, brain engages. and As it always it, does. Yeah, as it always does. And it's dark. And typically I can hear them. You know, when I whistle, I can hear them even a ways away. I can hear the sound of them rustling in the, in the leaves and the branches. Nothing. And so I'm trying to stay cool and keep whistling and yelling. And eventually you came outside. And we walked all the way up the driveway, further than I normally go because it's private property, to the neighbor's house. And it's been like 25 minutes at this point. I've messaged Jack Bradshaw, the Kaladin's owner. And... Uh, to let him know that Calvin was missing and to right. keep his eye on his phone in case someone called. Because we're not that far from a road. But Calvin comes wandering out of the woods, happy as can be, as I'm talking to the neighbor. And the neighbor informs me. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, we'll keep our eyes open for Calvin. And then Calvin walks up. We're like, okay, cool. He's like, hey, did you hear about the, the development, the construction development? I was like, no. He's like, well, it uh, turns out that this property that we're on has been sold. And they're going to develop it. So that, that means that in June, they're going to start cutting down trees. And their plan is to put in 80 new homes. Which is exactly what happened in the last place that I lived with my housemates. They had this beautiful old hunting lodge out in the woods. It was like a little Garden of Eden. It was, it was fantastic. It was solitude. You know, it was peaceful. And the, the landlord which is their right because it's their property, sold it. And they're like, you guys can stay as long as you want to. No big deal. But, you know, at, on this date, there's gonna, they're going to start taking the trees down. And sure enough, they came and started cutting the trees down. And it was like construction zone. And it was kind of heartbreaking to watch, but we're like, we don't want to be in a construction zone. So we moved out and found this place. And I had been under the impression that that was going to be the same, like we were going to be able to be here for a while. And so to hear that that's happening again and we're going to have to pick up and move again is like, it's, it's, it was like, this is probably the most agitated I've been in a while. Like <laughs> stuff usually doesn't ruffle my feathers. And I, I was like, I've been really kind of pissed about it. So I came back in. So I was already a little heightened from the dog thing. And then I heard that and I was like, well, fuck, that's, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, they're not leveling the house. No, the houses are going to stay. But, you know, I don't want to live in a construction zone either. And this is such a peaceful space. Anyways, so I come back in. I was like, all right, I need to, like, work through whatever's going on here. I don't want to go to bed angry. So I sat and journaled. And what kind of came up for me is that my life has been, like, uh, I think all of our lives, we try to find certainty. We want to find stability and know what's next. And for the last like year or so, I've, I've done a, a lot of work to try to find out what's next and get a lot of certainty in my life. And so something like this, like the dog going missing or finding out I'm going to have to move again, but I'm not sure what's next, is a, a, a serving of uncertainty. You know, like the universe is serving this up for me. And so it tied in this other thought that I've had recently that I keep coming back to that life is a series of lessons that are repeated until learned. And so I was like, when I look at this issue, this un 
uncomfortability that I'm experiencing. The lesson, if I look at it from that perspective of like, this is a lesson, then I have to ask myself, what's the lesson? Yeah, and I mean, say that statement one more time. Life is a series of lessons repeated until learned. And speaking of uncertainty, I mean, I think uncertainty is is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's how you perceive it. It's how you look at it. I mean, you're always going to have some sort of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of uh, our friend group, I think we'd have a little less uncertainty if we had millions of dollars. Maybe we would know more what to do. But at the same time, there's millionaires all the time that have, you know, uncertainty in in lots of things. Um, Yeah, like which house to... Uh, take down to, yeah <laughs> which tree to cut down which neighborhood to develop you know yeah um where are we gonna cut down this time yeah exactly Who, whose life are we gonna ruin this time no um but i think it's very important what you said uh the lesson that you learned from it right yeah but also how you perceive that lesson i mean uh, i've had a lot of uncertainties in my life but i think i've learned to look at them as a positive light even if it seems nothing but negative. Mm-hmm. Like in this specific case uh, with you, maybe you're going to have to move. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah, you're going to have to move. Like, oh God. <laughs> you know what? But because you're going to move, something yeah. is going to happen because of that. And right. as long as you have, I guess we can call it faith, yeah. is extremely important. And people can find faith in many different ways. But I think that uncertainty is an essential part of life. And if you don't enjoy the uncertainty, then you're going to have some sort of anxiety. Yeah. Well, one of the things that came up with this is like, you know, I was was really getting, I was enjoying settling into my space here. Like we are recording in my room right now, which is like, I moved around a lot since leaving home as a, as an 18 year old to go to college. And, uh, I've never really had a space that I've like allowed myself to really settle into. And I like my room a lot. Like I've got my, my, my mattress on the floor, which is fine. I got my desk set up. I just put in like this nice little table for my plants, which I bought by the window. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm going to stay in this place. I'm going to get some plants, you know, cultivate some life. <laughs> and I'm like, I have these plans to uh, make a bookshelf and like get all my shit out of the boxes that it's been in for literally years and settle. And so then I hear this and I immediately start thinking like, ah, oh, fuck, you know what? It's not even worth it to build the bookshelf. But then I'm like, hold the fucking phone. I have until June, probably later, before we need to move out, for me to delay being comfortable in my space is doing myself a disservice. Yeah, you can build a bookshelf in a day. Right. You can unpack your boxes in a couple hours. Right. You know? But there's like this narrative of like, what's the point? Right. You know? Which is a silly narrative because it's like, it. so this is, this is a, in, in thinking about this, I realized that this is something, maybe even a metaphor for a lot of ways that I've looked at things of like, well, if I haven't achieved this, th- this way of being yet in my life, what's the point of like enjoying now? And so it's like this destination mindset of like, when I have a house that I know that I'll be in for a while, then I can really settle in. Yeah. And that's a, I think it's a flawed narrative because it's like, I can do that now and be comfortable for five, five or more months. And, and really enjoy that of like being settled here. Life is a journey, not a destination. That's yeah. one thing you see, you've probably seen on posters in your um, counselor's office <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see it through Facebook, but you know, you never really get it until you understand. But um, I, I think it's about enjoying the journey, yeah. not thinking about the enjoyment you'll have about the destination. So there might be a little bit more to that statement, but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, and that's, and that's the life's the life's a trip is the trip is the, the journey. It's a journey. And like we were talking about this last night, it's like we all start the same being born, mm-hmm. maybe in different circ- well, all different circumstances. And we all, but we're all born. We're all born. Yeah. And then we die. Yeah. What's in between. That's the journey. That's the trip. And so it's like, how do we want to spend that? Yeah. How do I want to spend my time? Yeah, life is literally a trip. Consider it a road trip. Consider whatever you want. I mean, if we if we look at it as simply a road trip, I mean, for anyone that's been on a road trip, always something always goes wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you take a wrong turn, you know, you get a flat tire, this, that, and other, but 
But one thing that I, I want to make sure we always discuss is, is how we can turn those negatives into positives mm-hmm. along this trip. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a good point you brought up. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, thanks for, thanks for fielding that. I, need to, I wanted to just talk through that. And, I, you know, there's, I think there's more to that. You know, allowing allowing for uncertainty. So, I'm finishing a an audio book right now by an author named Michael Pollan. It's called How to Change Your Mind. So Michael Pollan also wrote a book called The Omnivore's Dilemma, as well as The Botany of Desire. He's a, an investigative journalist. Are you familiar with him? I would love to tell you that I am, uh, but I'm not. Okay. But I I will put that on my list. He's a he's a fantastic writer. And he really, he, he takes whatever topic he's working on and hits it from a bunch of angles. So he like really fills out the space that he's investigating. And so this book that I'm currently uh, listening to on audiobook is called How to Change Your Mind. It has to do with the renaissance that's occurring in psychedelic research um, in terms of like the using psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, or LSD, or... Uh, DMT, uh, psychedelic therapy. It's like addressing issues like depression, PTSD, anxiety uh, in a controlled setting. And um, it's a fascinating read, but one of the things that I'm working on right now, so he, he kind of breaks down the history of the psychedelic research, which apparently there is actually a huge a huge wave that was occurring in the 50s that got totally covered up. Like there's just a tremendous amount of positive research that was being done on psychedelic therapy and the positive uses of psychedelics yeah, in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Then there's this kind of backlash in the 60s and 70s because it got out into the counterculture and they're like, you got to drop out and tune in. You know, like they're like causing a lot of issues. Yeah, these damn hippies. The hippies were tripping. <laughs> <laughs> but now there's this... this uh, it's a, 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 resur- a resurgence, a reemergence of research and, and people that are moving to introduce it again. And uh, it's, again, having really overwhelmingly positive results. So he talks about the history of psychedelic research, and then he goes through his direct anecdotal experience where he is, um, he, he goes and has sessions with LSD and magic mushrooms, and he's never done these things before. And then 5-MeO-DMT. Mm-hmm. I think that's the yeah, and so he talks about those experiences, and then this last part that I'm on is about the neurochemistry of it. So what's happening in your brain? And he goes and interviews all these different people about this, and um, what he says is a a common factor in what they're finding is that there's this part, portion of our brain called the um, default mode network, which is as they describe. It's essentially the conductor of our brain. It's this, it's this like hub where all the different parts kind of come in and connect and then it sends it back out and it's like it, it has valves so it can decide how much to take in. And so they're saying that this is what we might associate with the self or the sense of identity. Uh. And a common factor that happens across all hallucinogenic drugs is that default mode network, that portion of the brain its activity is diminished when you take hallucinogenic drugs. So the self, the ego, is quieted, and it opens up all these other pathways to start communicating. Which is exactly what people have been saying in our own words without the scientific, you know, backup research of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you do take these psychedelics, you really do feel like you fall off of that egotistical person you were. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing to hear that they're continually getting this, you know, scientific research and results. That, that that's awesome. I can't yeah. I can't wait to read that. And I'm not exactly sure what the tie-in for that was going to be from what we were just talking about of life being a trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but a that's trip. super interesting to me, and that's something that I'm on right now. Um, maybe it has to do with. Uh, Oh, it's the uncertainty. So he's saying in the book that our brains are essentially uncertainty-limiting mechanisms. So 
we want to eliminate as much uncertainty, as much entropy, is another word for uncertainty, from our lives as possible. So we want the world to be predictable. And what the default mode network is, that self-conductor part of the brain does, is it turns down all the valves on everything that's happening around us so that it can predict what happens next. Wow. And so we want to predict what's going to happen. And so when some, something in our life presents unpredictability, uncertainty, entropy into it, like our property being sold, my brain freaks out because it's like, hold the fucking phone. Like, what are we, like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen to me? Because it's going to me. It's going to me. Yeah, right? what's going to happen to me is my brain goes into overload mode where it's like, we got to figure out what's going to happen. Because you need certainty. I want certainty. Right. So the, the, aware, the awareness of that mechanism firing right now, I, I, re I recognize that I need to double down on the things that bring me back into the present, the grounding practices that I have. So I got up this morning. Well, I, I, last night when I was kind of freaking out, I sat and I meditated for a few minutes before bed and I journaled and I woke up this morning a little bit early and I meditated and just breathed and... You know, it's like, I, I need to get in the gym, I need to eat healthy, I need to drink water, because those things provide me with certainty, mm -hmm. that counterbalances that uncertainty in my life. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you, after, after breathing and after doing, you know, some thinking about it and journaling, like, you feel better about the uncertainty? Yeah, because like, it's like, every, every single time some, some storm is rolled in on my life I have survived <laughs> it's like that's the thing I, I've, I've survived literally everything that has happened to me so far so it's just like reminding myself of that and be like it's gonna be fine and I have it's not like we're getting kicked out tomorrow no and you haven't you having have you even discussed about leaving like when you guys as a household no plan on leaving no right yeah. so the uncertainty of uncertainty <laughs> Right? I mean, you literally made up a story in your head about how it could be this, that, and another. And, but that's, I mean, you know how to control that, which is great. But for people that don't, I mean, it's, it's, it becomes a snowball effect. It becomes, right. you, know, um, you know, if we, it even ties into law of attraction, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, if you, the most common um, one is wake up, you stub your toe out of bed. Mm -hmm. right in this case you find out that a, a, a what is it a condos townhouses are going to be built on you know this same property and uh you could be like oh my god that's this is going to happen this is going to happen well it's going to be bad it's going to be bad and then you have a flat tire on the way to work and then you know you drop a box at work or you, things just start to snowball and, and you can really just ruin a day ruin a month ruin a week all because of one little tiny thought um, and it all ties back into uncertainty, and I think it's so important. I'm by no means a master, but I think I'm 10 times better, maybe even 100 times better than I used to be at looking at situations that are difficult or looking at situations that um, bring about uncertainty, and I almost learned to laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to live next month. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking at different places. I have a few options. Um, but at the same time, like there was that stress that I had the, like yesterday or the day before coming in. Like, okay, I got like the month here and I, I want to figure it out. I'm going to start. I'm going to be amazing at my job. And mm -hmm. But I don't know, right? So there's some anxiety. But I think looking looking at that, being aware of that. I mean, me and Liz talked about awareness for a good amount of time. Yeah. on our last podcast and being you aware of the uncertainty is going to make you certain that things are going to be okay. Mm. And, but you have to believe it. You have to have hope. You have to have faith. And if you don't believe it, you're sitting here right now. Right. So let's talk, let's talk about faith. Cause I, I think this is an important thing because it's, I remember growing up and hearing my parents talk about faith and I didn't really understand what it was, but it, it, to me, I associated it with their faith, uh, with, with their uh, religious beliefs, which uh, I, I really resisted as I got older yeah. because I saw a lot of hypocrisy within the church and within the, like, the community that I, I grew up in. 
of people talking about all these ways of being and then not being it. So I, I was like, faith, I don't know what that is. Well, let's just get it out, out of the way. Faith is not religion. Yeah. So for those people that are you know, out here or listening, like, oh, here we go. Talk about faith. Talk about God. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the word faith and what it means. Well, I know it's got, I would go so far as to say that I think faith is it is an integral part of true religion. Like the it absolutely is, it is part of the nature of like religion at its essence. I think is built on goodness. I think a lot of people that hide behind quote unquote religion. There's a lot of muddiness in that, but that's a topic for another time. So let's talk about faith. Um, I studied positive reinforcement, and it's called applied behavioral analysis in college. That was my major, was psychology. And that's the nature of reinforcement and punishment as a way to build behaviors. And my major, we could choose between working with geriatrics, older people. We could do animal training, and we could do... Uh, working with children on the autism spectrum as like our practicum and so I like kids so I did work with children on the autism spectrum everything that applied behavioral analysis has to do is looking at a behavior looking at what your desired behavior is looking at what the motivation is and then finding ways to provide reinforcement so as to get the desired behavior to happen more often mm -hmm. yeah I, th I think of this, you can see it in the ways that people build superstitions, which is pretty crazy in sports. Like, you know, you, you wear a certain shirt and your team wins, and so you wear the shirt again. They win again, you're like, oh man, this is it. This, this is, is my this shirt. Is, this, this is the shirt. That, that made that man win, yeah. And then, and then they lose, and they're like, I was wearing the shirt, what happened? It must have been I was sitting in the wrong chair. Like, they're trying to, that's the, the brain is trying to find the predictability, right? So, faith... I think is you're, you have to be re rewarded for your behavior in a, in a strange way. And so you have to put yourself in a situation. I, I've had to put myself into a situation and at first maybe it was unintentionally where there was uncertainty and I was, I found that I was supported. And so I was like, okay, I was rewarded. I was reinforced for stepping into the unknown and to find that I was okay. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Um, having faith is knowing you'll be rewarded, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's holding onto the belief that there, something is waiting on the other side of the uncertainty. Yeah. Like, we don't know, but there's, like, faith is, like, it's like a trust. It's like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall into this abyss of uncertainty and trust that there's something there. And this goes into the ego, right? Um, because if we think that faith is, um, I want this house at this address, that's the one that I want. And you have continual quote faith that you'll get it. And you just, that's your faith. I have faith. I have faith. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. But you don't get it. That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. That just means that your idea in your head isn't what was intended for you. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be open with faith. It's a very, very open, uh, open topic with yourself, I guess. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, it reminds me of what you and Liz were talking about with surrender. Yes. Faith. Faith is all about surrender. It's yes. like it's it's giving it up to whatever whatever powers may be that you, you're trusting that something is going to support you. And I think that's where people that are, uh, don't believe in something bigger, you know, I, I perceive that there's a lot of like anger and res resentment and tension that people hold because they're like, you know, the world is just out to get me or it's like nothing, nothing works out. It's all chaos. Yeah. And they seem so certain of that, but they don't seem very happy. No. They're like, the world is a fucking mess. Like, there's nothing I can do to change that. And that seems like a, a really frustrating way to go through life. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know how to remedy that if they don't have some sense of faith. There's, yeah. some, there's something bigger than us and our understanding. Yeah. And, you know, to me, having faith is knowing that everything's going to be okay for the... Um, for what, what it's supposed to be okay about. Like, I... I know me moving to Asheville, 
I, I have faith that it'll work, but it's not faith that it will work for me to be in this city and do this, that, and other. It's faith that I'm doing something here that will take me to the next step, mm-hmm. whether I stay here forever, rest of my life, or I stay here for a year or whatever the case. That's, my faith is not built on an idea of the future. Sure, I have goals and vision, and, right. and I, I want to you know, eventually maybe buy some land out here, build a house out here. That is something that I vision, but that's not what I hold my faith in. For me, I hold my faith in the, you know, the now, that I'm okay right now. And I think goals and visions help you take the next step forward mm-hmm. and allow you to build more relationships and allow you to build businesses and allow you to build, you know, communication and different things like that. But I think when you hold on to something specific, you're going to be stressed out, you know? So to me, faith is definitely the knowing that it will work out. Life itself will work out. This trip that we're on is going to be a fun, fun trip. I'm yeah. having a blast. And challenging. And challenging. But what is what is life without a challenge, man? Yeah. If, I mean, if, <laughs> if, you, if you were to go into a movie and know exactly what was going to happen in the movie, it would take a lot of uh, enjoyment out of it, at least for me. I don't like watching a movie I twice. I don't even like watching trailers anymore. Like, no. I don't, don't want to see shit. <laughs> like, I have, like, if I see a teaser and I'm like, ooh, that looks good, I'm like, radio silent. Like, I don't want to see anything else about it because I want to go in with as, as little expectations as possible. Yeah. Sometimes the title is too much. <laughs> don't even, don't, I don't even know I don't know what it's called. <laughs> that, that provides some complications. But um, I think it's important, yeah, what you were saying about um, having a vision and having goals uh, I, I found in my life, like, so the beginning of last year, um, I gave a TED talk, a TEDx talk. Yeah. Super dope. Everyone go check that out, please. Cause Dave's too, was, you know, <laughs> to be I'm up super on proud of it. He, no, no, I, he I, should I, be. It's, I, it's like one of the awesome. coolest things I've done in my life. I'm, I'm super proud of it. So yeah, search it. If you haven't seen it or listened to it, uh, check it out on YouTube. It's just look up TEDx talk, Dave Kavnar. And it should pop up, but um, five years prior to doing that, I had written down via a Tony Robbins book. I know you're big on Tony Robbins. I think oh, Awaken, yeah. Awaken the Giant Within had a lot of exercises uh, peppered into the end of the book, and one of them was writing down like unrealistic goal. Just sit and write yeah. the craziest shit you can think of. Giving a TED talk was on there. It was five years ago. It was this arbitrary like I'm going to give a TED talk. That's something I want to do. I want to go to space. You know, like, <laughs> it's going to happen. Go on to space someday. Oh, yeah. Me too. We'll go together. Hell, yeah. Perfect. Pound it. Um, but if I hadn't had that totally, at the time, seemingly crazy idea, vision of something that I wanted to do, when I had a conversation with a woman here in Asheville in my line that was doing TEDx, she was part of the TEDx committee at UNCA, I wouldn't have known, oh, well, how do I do that? What does it take to do that? And meeting someone like that reinforces me for the faith, the possibility that there's something that is guiding me, like yeah. putting it out into the universe. Same thing happened with the tattoo thing. If I hadn't been talking about wanting to do a tattoo apprenticeship, my friend Brian that I met in Ann Arbor wouldn't have told me to check out my buddy Chad down here in Asheville who I'm now doing a tattoo apprenticeship for. You have to put these things out into the world and then have faith that it's going to come around. Yes, yes, yes. Um, one thing that I have found through the books everyone knows, The Secret Law of Attraction, Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, um, Dr. John Martini. if you don't know him, check him out. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, Acting as if it already is, is something that I think most people miss. Um, And what I mean by that is, I mean, I used to own um, a gym down in Austin, uh, parkour, cheer, tumbling, um, and I always knew I wanted to own a gym. And after reading through these books and watching these movies and just getting super inspired, I started, you know, going into stores and introducing myself um and people would be like oh what do you do and i would tell them that i own a gym (laughs) and i would lie blatantly lie okay 
And, but it was for fun. Cause the, I wouldn't lie to people that I knew. Yeah. You know, they knew that I had this goal and this vision, but I'd go meet new people and be like, oh yeah, I own a gym, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, and I would build it so much up in my head as if I already had it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through different people and communication, I was living in Hawaii at the time. My friend called me and he's like, hey, I just did a photo shoot with this lady who owns a gym. Uh, she's looking to sell it in a year and wants someone to come take it over for the year and then buy it afterward. Uh, at the end of the day, I did go there and work for her. That specific thing didn't work out, but that sprouted something else to get investors with a friend, and then it eventually came about where we owned our own gym. And it was through the faith that I knew I could do it or that I was already in process of doing it or already had what I wanted mm-hmm. that I did get it. And once I did that, it was such a big, that was my main goal. My main goal was to do that. And once I did that, I was like, I can do anything. Ooh, it's like, I can do anything. All right. Yeah. What's yeah. next? So like, I mean, I, I have no doubt. Like, yes, I, the, the whole faith that we just talked about, um, I'll be okay if things don't happen. And that's huge. Make sure if something yeah, doesn't happen. Unattachment. Yes. It's cool. Breathe. Like, is it going to hurt for a minute? Yes. Count yeah. to freaking 10, bro. That's a, that's, you know? that's a hard lesson. Man. It, it's a hard lesson, but that's probably the most important one. Yeah. Um, but now that I know I can do anything, like, I know I'm going to make a lot of money this year. I know yeah. I'm going to get into business mm-hmm. uh, doing something um, that helps others. Mm-hmm. You know, starting through this podcast, I think this is going to branch off into something amazing. I think yeah. it already has. Yeah. Uh, but I have no doubt in my mind that everything that I... I want in the future is going to happen in the way it's supposed to happen, not in the exact vision that I have focused for. Which doesn't that like that, uh, the not needing a sense of control, isn't that like kind of fun and like it's, it feels so much better than knowing every step of the way. Yes. It's like, it's just releasing it. It's like, ah, cool. These are the things I want. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to deal with what's right in front of me right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have faith that the next step will reveal itself. Yeah. Something will pop up. Someone will send me a message. I'll have a conversation with somebody. They'll be like, that's it. This is the next thing. Yeah. And that's that's why I have fun with it. Because when something weird happens or out of the normal happens or devastating or any sort of obstruction in my life happens, I'm like, yes. What is this? I want to know why I just talked to that person. I want to know why I just did this podcast or I just want to know why I just wrote this note. I want to know why I just happened to randomly internet search this yoga class or like, you know what I'm saying? There's so many different things that like that we can look at when they happen to us of why I'm excited to see why. And sometimes, you know what, it's going to be nothing. Yeah. And maybe that's like coming back to that. uh, Life is a series of lessons repeated until learned when something comes up that does not match up with what you think should be happening. Instead of getting frustrated, get curious, get open, ask like, ooh. Instead of getting frustrated, get curious, people. Yeah, get curious. Ask, Start asking questions. And that comes back to what we talked about a while back. It's like journaling. That's a great practice for like start asking those questions. Like, all right, I'm pissed off. Like the, the house is going to get sold and I have to move <laughs> out. Like, okay, statement. The house is going to, like I have to move out. Well, what could happen next? What are some other opportunities that might come up? Like, how can I how can I handle this better? What are some practices that I can do right now that's going to make me feel more grounded? What do I want to do in my time that I have remaining here? Like, so in knowing that we're going to move out, I still want to make that fucking bookshelf. And I still want to really embody my time here and like, be present in this house and enjoy my, the space that I have here with my friends and throw some great parties and build more fires in that huge fireplace. You know, like, yeah, this house is amazing. Yeah. And the parties here are amazing. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. So I was just talking with Kenzie yesterday about drinking water and passing the biscuits around. Yep. That's maybe some tea board games, a lot of, a lot of really good. board. That's all that happens here. Uh, I was talking to Kinsey yesterday <laughs> um, about how, uh, you know, when people talk about a house party, like, oh, you can't miss this house party. 
It's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> like if there was a camera in here. Good thing there's not. It was. <laughs> those, um, those board games get pretty wild. Yeah, sure do. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Like, and it kind of goes back to the people that live here, um, the, the layout of the house. But this it, over New Year's or over, I guess, Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, there was a couple parties here and it was literally movie like and we just, <laughs> it was like a, yeah, it was it like a was, movie for sure yeah i mean i thought i was a camera looking around and it was just phenomenal yeah so i i agree you have to embrace this place while you have it there's not construction going on right now and what an interesting like microcosm of just the world in general like yeah trees are coming down like like things are changing but right now in this moment this community that we have that has a lot of fun this, this house is going to come to an end. Same as the last one. This life is going to come to an end. Same as the last one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do we do with the time that we have now in this place? Do I moan about the fact that it's going to end and like try to figure out what's, what the next move is? Or do I just embrace this time and make it the most out of it and take the necessary steps to plan for where we'll be? But yeah. for now... Well, that's the thing. Always... It goes back to what I was saying. Always plan and have a vision and and make sure that you're obviously taking care of your own. But live here, be here, love here, you know? Um, that's I one main reason why I think we're such good friends is when we met at Resonance, we were very in the now. <laughs> you know, we were very in the now. Yep. And it was it wasn't about what where we just came from where we were going, what was going to happen that night or the next day or what act was coming on next. It, none of it, absolutely zero of that mattered when we met. And I think that um, through that connection that we shared of just living in that moment together and just experiencing the concert and what we were doing was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and it continues to be. Yeah. So I definitely encourage... Um, anyone and everyone to if you're having any sort of stress or anything like that let it go don't not plan for how you're going to take care of what you may be stressed out about but man if there's nothing you can do in this moment if there's no action you can take say you're at work and you and and something's come up with uh, i don't know uh, some relationship or there's some bill that needs to be paid is is there something actionable that you can do right now and if there's not something that you can do in this moment just let it go. Put it put it in your mind on the back burner and say, I'm gonna deal with this. I can I will deal with this later. And then return to whatever it is that you're doing and try to be there doing the thing that you're doing to the best of your ability. I mean that's hard though. It is hard. <laughs> it's it so is hard. easy but for it's us a to talk it's a about. practice. It's a but practice. it is it's keep coming back to it. Yeah. Um, and then all the greatest with, with the practice you can build faith in your ability to handle shit and it not blowing up in your face. Which I think we can both attest to ourselves um, talking about what we're talking about. I wouldn't believe what I'm saying, yeah. you know, seven, eight years ago. Right, true. Um, you know, when I was 20 years old, yeah. you know, I thought my ego ruled the world, you know, and I was this, that, and another. But through the experiences and, and really bullshit that I've gone through, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to learn each lesson and I guess that's where like the wise man comes from, right? These the old people are wiser and this, that, and another and some are not. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely true that throughout time, uh, you kinda learn you're okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be okay now because you realize throughout all your previous experiences that you're still here and you're still kicking, still rocking. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway for those listening is that you have to you have to create that faith for yourself like you can't listen to us and, and just be like all right i have faith now because jason dave talked about it <laughs> it's a direct experiential you build it through your direct experiences and the only way that you get direct experiences is falling on your face and getting out there you know if you if you stay within your comfort zone you're never going to cultivate a sense of faith in your ability to handle whatever comes your way 
Yeah. I mean, I have, I have people that are very close to me um, that I will stay close with for the rest of my life that have um, built a life for themselves to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. Which which is cool. <laughs> you know? and it's and choice. Yeah. And honestly, if it's within the mental state, like, it's okay. I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to talk badly about people's state of mind, but I do believe that everyone has the right to be happy all the time, mm-hmm. or at least 99% of the time. Uh, so when people say that they're comfortable, but you can see that, you know, there is there is some sort of uh, anger in their life or... Like restlessness. Yeah, you know, and there's like these underlying factors of... Dis-ease. Yeah, dis-ease, you know, and they're always sick or this, that, and other, or they're always mad about something or always judging others and... Um, but you know, they're quote unquote comfortable. Yeah. I they're clearly suffering don't though. think it's okay. And, and it goes back to what I just said of like, I don't want to tell people they're not okay. Cause that's not my place. Right. And obviously I have a lot to work on myself. And, but I think if you are not living your life 99, maybe 95 to a hundred percent of the day with a smile or trying to practice that smile and that that goodness and love and intention then you're not doing it right and let's start taking some steps let's actually start taking some more intention yeah and that's not to say that you if you're in a tougher place right now you can turn it on tomorrow and you're gonna be smiling all the time no but like if you're at a 30 you know you smile 10 percent of your day heck or yeah. even like feel keep a going 10%, yeah get Shoot for that eleven percent. Yeah. Shoot for that ten and a half percent. Yeah. Like incremental improvements. Dude, like baby what, steps. What would help you feel a little? Another glass of water. Maybe, actually, wake up ten minutes early and sit in silence, for ten minutes and just breathe, and and say a prayer or set an intention for your day. Like, incremental improvements and over time those add up, man. I think it's like you know dropping every. Uh, every handful of loose change in your pocket into some jar, you know, over, like, over time, oh, you penny, got what's, of dollars. A, what's a penny? Yeah. Well, a penny over a hundred days is a dollar. Right. And over a hundred more days, it's a thousand dollars. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got two dollars. <laughs> uh, you know, you take two pennies and you, uh, you go and you invest that and it becomes like four pennies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole point is, Baby steps forward, create, <laughs> create definitely two dollars. I'm an artist. I'm not a yeah. mathematician. <laughs> but if you times it by hundred, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, if you uh, convince your friends to give you, yeah. <laughs> but that does actually roll into um, kind of what we talked about doing on each. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Doing on each episode moving forward, we kind of want to give some random challenges or an invitation it can be i think a, an invitation or a challenge depending on your personality type yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if you're someone that's like don't don't try to get me to do anything i don't want to do like this is an invitation like you know yeah. join us in this but like, if you're i like, challenge you no yeah, like, but if you're kind of a, out, you know, if you're a little competitive and you need a kick in the ass like this is a challenge i challenge you to join chase and i on this one way or another invitation or challenge whatever it is that we present on either a weekly basis or on a monthly basis. Uh, I say this week, let's do it on week. We'll check in next week. Yeah, sure. But we invite you or we challenge you to join us. We're going to do the thing that we ask you to do. And it'd be sweet if you did too. Yeah. Do you want to do one or two? Uh, let's do just one. Let's start with one thing um, that both of us will practice for yep. the next week until we meet up next week. And we'll check in and we'll talk about it. And, uh, I think one of the things that we talked about was sitting, yeah. sitting quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 10 minutes is, is a good amount of time that anyone can do. Yeah. Uh, if you have more time, give yourself more time. Um, 10 minutes every morning. Do you agree? For the next week. And yeah, that, that literally just means setting your alarm for 10 minutes earlier. And you, what I do is I wake up and I turn off my alarm and I go and take a piss, and I come back in, and I wad up one of my pillows, and I sit on it, facing my window, and I breathe for 10 minutes. 
and I set a couple intentions and the, the, you know, I have my own process, but just sit and breathe and what my breath looks like and take this if you want to, but it's, it's a three part breath. So it's just an inhalation, a deep inhalation for four seconds. So you count in for four and you hold it for seven seconds and then you exhale with your mouth pursed. You blow it out for eight seconds. So you inhale for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds, exhale through your mouth, open mouth for eight seconds. And you do that eight times. No more than eight. You don't need to go hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is super centering. I, I found this on a podcast with a guy named Andrew Weil. He says he's been doing it 30 years. He's done all these studies on how it like it calms your nervous system down and like grounds you. And so, so you do it eight times and then you just breathe regularly for the rest just, of the 10 minutes or yep. like, that's it. You, and then you breathe regularly for okay. the rest of the 10 minutes. Okay. I like yeah. that. You know, personally, um, you know, I, I don't want to say I do like the lazy version, uh, obviously, but this is the whole point. Do it. Make sure you do, do your it. own way. Yeah, right. Find, I, I find definitely think take what Dave just said, um, and, and give it a shot. I, I think it's very important. Um, but for me, I let, I'll wake up and I will literally, like, I hate waking up. I hate it. Like, I, I once I'm up, I love it, you know, but like actually getting up, like I want to press that freaking snooze button, dude, like 10, 15 times. I can just rock the snooze button. I love it. Anyways, what I've trained myself to do most of the time is when I wake up, I will literally roll out of the bed into a sitting position just right next to the bed. Right there. And if you have trouble waking up, I think that this might be good for you. Uh, just simply because it doesn't take much effort, but literally rolling over off of the bed. So I'll roll off the bed. And for where I'm at right now, it's it's a wood floor. And I just sit right there. And I will just breathe deep in, maybe five seconds, try and hold it for five seconds, out for five seconds. Might go six seconds. Just kind of figure it out for yourself. Um, but I will do it 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes. But like I said, minimum, I try and do 10 seconds 10 minutes. in 10 minutes. <laughs> minimum 10 seconds. If you did 10 seconds, that's your minutes. Like, minutes. If you hit that, you're good to go. Yep. Just 10 seconds. You can go back to sleep, snooze, but no, <laughs> uh, 10 minutes minimum. Uh, I'll go some up to 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, sometimes I'll sit there for even longer. Uh, but I think as I'm doing that, I'm kind of thinking about my day and some thoughts are coming in, some thoughts are going out. Obviously, I try and really think of my breath and become just kind of in an awareness state um, and just be super mindful of, of waking up in the morning and that, you know, even though I might not like waking up, that this morning is beautiful and obviously counting your blessings. Uh, personally, I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over and over again. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like, thank you to God or thank you to this, thank you to that. To me, it's like, thank you to the universe. Thank you for literally me just being here, my blood pumping, my my eyes softly closed and doing this breath. And throughout that 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I get up and as I open my eyes, it's it's a whole new world. And I feel so much better. So that's that's my challenge and our challenge. However you want to do it. Or invitation. Or invitation. For you beautiful snowflakes out there. No, you little snowflakes. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, something, you know, it, it is probably, if you're unfamiliar with this practice, it might, it will very likely be uncomfortable to sit for that amount of time. So if you can, you know, throw a yoga mat or a blanket underneath yourself so it makes it a little bit more comfortable, Good. Do it. Whatever helps you, you do probably, it. Probably, if you're not used to doing it, you yeah. definitely need some sort of soft surface because yeah. after two, three minutes, your your mind's yeah. gonna be racing and you're gonna which be hating it. Which is fine. Yeah. If anything, being aware of how busy your mind is is a good thing. Yeah. Because with awareness, then you can start to find ways to calm it down, which we'll talk about at a later time. But uh, for now, that's our invitation. And yeah, keep in mind that that uh, that idea. That life is a series of lessons repeated until learned. Yeah, so keep on learning and yeah. be okay with uncertainty. Have fun with uncertainty. Uh, it's very important, y'all. Um, 
like like we say a million times, we are not masters by any means, Hell but no. we want to just share some things that have worked for us. And if you guys feel like sharing anything with with us or um, like, let yeah, us know. Yeah, pass something on that you want us to disseminate. You yeah, know, talk on the next about. one that talk about. Yeah, please pass stuff along. We're we're open to it. So and just a quick update. We're about to wrap up, but um, each episode is going to be weekly uh, now on. Um, we will have some random guest appearances that uh, might go two times a week, but um, as far as you know, our schedule goes, um, we're tentatively looking at dropping on Wednesdays. And we're super excited about doing so. Uh, and weekly episodes, me and Dave, maybe just me, maybe just Dave. We're going to have some hosts. We're going to do three-way podcast. And uh, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and our time is wrapping up. So we're going to hop off here. Thanks for listening. I absolutely love every single freaking one of you. You guys are the fucking best. Woo! Best! Woo! Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Cheers, cheers. Later, y'all. Peace.